0: Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Will
1: you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Come and draw from the well of salvation. Be made clean, let Him wash you in truth. Is a fountain of living water. Come and be made new. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. He can you in the desert, where your sin left you lost on the brink. He is the fountain of living water, come to him, dear sinner, and drink. Will you drink deeply of Jesus, will you come to the water? thirsty come to him you've been lost in the wilderness chasing nothing but sin and death he is the fountain of living water come to jesus and live will you drink tea? Come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty Come to Him Will you drink deeply of Jesus Will you come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty to
0: him. Are you thirsty for Jesus? I am.
2: I am so thirsty for Jesus. And soon, he's going to split the sky open, and he's going to come and we're going to see paradise. I'm excited about that. As a boy, my mind was fired up with, with tales, with heroes, George Patton, and many others. but always the greatest hero in the Old Testament, a a book of incredible stories. I'll share that with you today. I'm Pastor Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. I'm glad you've joined us today. Lord, I know the greatest hero
0: of all time was named Jesus Christ. He will remain forever my greatest hero,
2: and he will come in the clouds of glory, and I'm very grateful.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Send forth your Holy Spirit now for this broadcast. Bring conviction to our hearts and excitement to our spirits. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, the Philistines were the arch enemies of the children of Israel. They were a sea people coming probably from the islands. Many believe that they were direct descendants of Noah, who settled
2: on an island. They were pagan, and they were very much opposed to the power of the children of Israel being established. So they gathered together their army. They had been hurt on a number
0: of occasions by by Israel and Judah. And now they come, but they have brought with them this time a hero. Goliath stood nine feet tall, probably
2: more like ten feet if you put the helmet on his head. He had a bronze helmet. He had a
0: coat of scale armor of bronze weighing more than a
2: hundred pounds, a hundred and twenty-five pounds he had a a terrible spear, just the head of it was fifteen pounds of brass Well, Goliath would come down. they were arranged. The children of
0: Israel were on top of a hill. There was a valley down below. They all knew that's where the battle would take place. The Philistines were up on the other side. And this nine-foot giant, this Nephilim, he would stand and shout every day to the ranks of Israel. Why don't you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him,
2: you will become our subjects and serve us. It was a horrible, terrifying thing to listen to Now David was the son of Jesse He was just herding the sheep That was a big
0: part of their income The sheep had to be taken care of There were there were shepherds who worked for them But Jesse
2: trusted David with the sheep Every morning for 40 days, the Philistines came forward
0: every morning and evening and took their stand. Now talk about a change. Every day, David went out and took care of the sheep, probably staying in a camp.
2: Can you imagine? In one day, everything changed for David. Everything changed for David. One
0: day he's unknown, hated by his brothers because
2: the anointing of God is on him, mistreated. Now Jesse says to David, look,
0: here's the food. Three-fifths bushel of roasted grain. 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along 10 cheeses to their commander and see how they're doing. And then report back to me. So early in the morning, David left the flock with another shepherd loaded up and set out. And as soon as he got to the camp, He began hearing the sounds of this giant screaming out his challenge. And his heart was fired up over this. He was angry about it. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and ran to the battle lines. Now, it wasn't a big army. Greeted his
2: brothers. Goliath was shouting. And David is saying, who is this that defies the name of the God of heaven? And when he asked that question, some of the men began to say to him,
0: look, the king will give great wealth to the man who kills Goliath. He'll also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from text. From text from taxes in Israel. Wow, that's a very expensive reward. Now, David is attracted by that. And he asked the men standing near him, wait, wait a minute, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? It's a little bit mixed. He wants the money and the
2: prestige and the wife. He's also very concerned about the name of the God of heaven.
0: So everywhere he goes, they tell him about this offer. See, no such offer had been made to him when a bear attacked the sheep and carried off one of the lambs in its mouth but David went
2: after it, struck it down, and killed it. Same happened with the lion. There's no doubting David's ability to kill somebody. David's oldest brother hears
0: him speaking with the men about all the rewards that could be his. Made him really angry. Why have you come down to listen to this?
2: You left those few sheep in the desert. You're conceited
0: You just came down to watch the battle. You're not a war you're not a warrior
2: hey, wait a minute, what have I done? Don't I have cause to speak? Well, this is cutting dear brother Elab because he's the giant
0: of the family and he's not willing to go fight a nine-foot giant. You know, a crisis situation always shows who is the hero
2: at heart and who is just a flat-out chicken. Elab did not have the courage to go and fight this monster man. But David did. This word gets around.
0: Jesse's son David is talking about he could defeat this man.
2: So Saul sends for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him? Not able to go out
0: against this Philistine and fight him? You're only a boy. He's been a fighting man from his youth. David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping the father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off the lamb from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it.
2: Whoa, that's no easy task to kill a bear barehanded.
0: The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion. And the paw
2: of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. All right. Go and the Lord be with you. Why
0: not feed this Philistine a little fresh blood?
2: Maybe he'll charge the men up. Make them ashamed. So Saul dressed David in his own tunic and put a coat of armor on him and a
0: bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. Remember that time you dressed up in your daddy's shoes and went
2: clomping around the house with shoes way too big for you. I remember. He comes back to Saul and he says, I
0: can't go in these. I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand. He chose five smooth stones from the stream and he put them in the pouch on his shepherd's bag. With his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. You understand, did you ever make a sling like this when you were just a boy or a girl? I did. I discovered I could become quite accurate with just a little practice. And that sling in his hand was like a cannon. It would take down a horse or a nine-foot giant. You'd have to have the Lord's help. The Lord would have to direct where that stone would hit, would bounce off his armor. So, he begins walking down through the valley, down the mountainside, into the valley. And the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him, understand. He began seeing who this David was. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Can you imagine? This boy is saying, I'm going to cut your head off, but he doesn't even have a sword. It was laughable. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army... to the birds and the air and the beasts of the earth. That seemed to be a a favorite insult in that day
2: in war.
0: All those gathered here will know that it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands.
2: I've been saying that a lot, by the way. My brokenness and my broken bones.
0: and Saying the battle is the Lord's and he will do it. And he will defy the devil and all of his accusations and foolish things. He's
2: saying to me, the battle is the Lord's. I hope you hear that. Say it out loud
0: and say it with a rough voice. The battle is the Lord's. It'll make you feel better and it'll make you feel stronger.
2: And it's true. Well, the Philistine wasn't going to fool around with this little
0: guy. He moved in closer to attack him.
2: He threw back His helmet, he didn't need a helmet for this youngster. David,
0: as the Philistine was coming toward him, was running quickly toward the battle line to meet him. And reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sunk into his forehead and he fell face
2: down on the ground. It was like getting hit with a with a cannon. David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone,
0: without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine and he killed him.
2: But now this is what a hero does.
0: He ran and stood over this giant who was gushing blood from his head. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard. After he had killed him, he cut off his head with the sword of the giant.
2: And the Philistines saw that their hero, uh-huh. a false hero, you know,
0: he's still a false hero the devil's servants.
2: The devil's servants are still false heroes. Jesus Christ is the hero of
0: God. Jesus Christ is the one who went to the cross and they crucified him and they thought, okay, he's finished.
2: He's done. They threw him in a grave. Sunday morning, he came out of that grave covered with glory, power,
0: and authority. And the battle does belong to him. And he won the battle that weekend.
2: He took captive the minions of the devil. And he has won over this dark, dark angel called Lucifer.
0: He has won. And we will see soon the victory. So glad I live at this hour and this age, for we are at the final age. We will see the victory of God
2: over the devil in real time. Men of Israel were watching all of this
0: they surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath to the gate of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the road. And when the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and he brought it to Jerusalem and put the Philistines' weapons in his own tent. He was the hero, the
2: great hero of the hour. Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine. He said to his commander, Abner, whose son is that young man? Find out. Send for him. After David had finished talking with King Saul, Jonathan, the son of King Saul, became one in spirit with David. He loved him as his self. From that day, Saul kept David with him,
0: He didn't let him return to his father's house. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing. He gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow,
2: and his belt. Jonathan loved David. By God's grace, he gave David a hero to help him in the coming days. His hero status meant that King Saul just wanted to murder Now, when the men were returning home after David had killed the
0: Philistine, the women came out from the towns of Israel to meet King Saul. They were singing and dancing, playing the tambourine. They were singing joyful songs. And as they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands, but David, his tens of thousands. Saul was so angry, the refrain galled him. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me only with thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that
2: time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcibly upon Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the harp. had a spear in his hand he hurled it saying to himself
0: I'll pin David to the wall David eluded him twice Saul became afraid of David because the Lord was with
2: him but the Lord had left King Saul so he sent David away with a thousand soldiers and David
0: led the troops in their campaigns. But in everything he did, he was a great success because the Lord was with him. The battle belongs to the Lord. King Saul didn't know that. When Saul saw, when Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David Because he led them
2: in their campaigns. You know, you want you want a great hero.
0: And you want everybody to love the great national hero. Things don't work out that way. But there was a reason behind it. David was being prepared to be the king of Israel. And he was not going to waltz into the kingship. He was going to have to undergo intense testing by God using King Saul
2: to test him. Oh, it's amazing when you watch the way a man operates. when he is mistreated when things are going bad i mean bad he was going to Saul was trying to murder him when that begins to happen it's a
0: it's an opportunity for a coup against that
2: that king Saul But David did not have a heart to murder or to harm the
0: anointed of God. He recognized that Saul had been the anointed king over Israel by God. And he said, it's not my place.
2: Take him out. He could have taken him out easily with an arrow or spear. but he would not touch him. That begins to show up who the real hero is. The
0: real hero is not a grasping man or woman. A real hero is willing to give up their life, if necessary,
2: to help their people. They're not there for what they can get. Now, yes, David
0: wanted that free tax money. He wanted
2: the beautiful daughter of of the king. No. David was not there for what he could get. He was there for what he could give.
0: He was there to risk his life For Israel,
2: to me, David is the greatest hero of the Old Testament.
0: Because he was not there to grasp, but to give. He was not there filled with rage and
2: indignation against the king of Israel. Yes, I have to stop a moment and ask you that question. Are you incensed when others treat you poorly? Are you angered
0: when you are treated poorly? When you don't receive the recognition you think you deserve? When you don't retire with the gold watch that you think you earned? Are you jealous of another person in their position and you say to yourself, I could do a better job than they could do, and then you begin to undercut them
2: privately to cause that person to fail in their task? Are you a bitter-hearted person
0: determined to be the hero of the hour by cutting down others
2: how do you deal with heroes do you hate them you hate heroes
0: because all of your life you have desired to be a hero and you've never accomplished it and nobody lauds your greatness and talks about what a wonderful, wonderful
2: person you are. You feel left out, shut down. What kind of person are you? What kind of demands do you make on others? Pray. Lord, this story stirs so much in our hearts.
0: And the one person who should have been shouting to the top of his lungs, the wonderful loyalty and accomplishments.
2: Of this man David. Instead, he was jealous. He didn't like seeing
0: his servant David succeeding and
2: having everybody love him, made him feel insecure. Lord, Don't let us live like this. Don't let our hearts let our hearts be filled with anger and bitterness. Don't let us turn aside
0: from people who need our support, from people who are trying to do a magnificent job
2: We treat them as nothing. Lord, I confess I've done that. I won't do it again. Lord, we want to take the credit for ourselves. We want
0: the people to sing songs about us as the hero. We've not been the hero at all. Someone else did all of the hard work and they deserve the credit. But we either ignore that hard work, we demand that that person be subservient to us and say that we're the great one. Lord, I confess today I am not the great one. I will never be the great one. I know today that Jesus, you alone are the great one.
2: You alone are the good one. Lord, I come and humble my heart before you and say, Jesus, Jesus, will you move on our behalf Lord, it was not
0: David's ambition that opened the door of opportunity. It was not luck. It was not positive thinking. The doors of opportunity were opened by the anointing
2: power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I no longer strive to be somebody. I no longer
0: strive to be thought of as the wise one.
2: Go to the oracle of Ray. No, 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 no. Lord, all I want is to know you, Jesus. Have my heart humble before you. Almighty God, we
0: have sinned against you. We have established ourselves as
2: somebody. We've played the hero, but we're not. Please come. Heal with our hearts today. There's one last part I want to share with you today. Saul became so enraged by David's power and
0: popularity with the people. Even his own family, Jonathan, loved David. And that made King
2: Saul hate him all the more. Saul's anger would flare up against
0: Jonathan. Listen to what he said to his own son. You son of a perverse and rebellious woman, don't I know that you have asked and sided with the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of the mother who, bare, who bore you? As long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, neither you you, nor your kingdom will be established. Now send and
2: bring him to me, or he must die. Why should he be put to death, Dad? What has he done? Saul hurls his spear at his son to kill him. And Jonathan knew that his father intended to kill David. Jonathan got up from the table in fierce anger, grieved at how his father treated David. Well, they met in a field they kissed each other and wept together. David wept more. And
0: some foolish, uneducated people want to turn this
2: scene into a homosexual scene. It's clear they have never, ever had a brother or a friend like David. Or like Jonathan, this is no more a homosexual scene. It's just not. It was two men whose lives were at stake. Comrades in war. I've heard of many comrades in war who have embraced and kissed one another not knowing if they would ever ever see each other again. David went to Nob, the priest, and asked for a sword and for bread. And it was the sword that he killed, cut off the head. This giant, this evil giant Philistine, Goliath.
0: The sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, is here. It is wrapped in cloth behind the ephod. If you want it, take it. There's no sword like it, but that one,
2: there is none like it. David said, give it to me. And that began the bitter, bitter war king saul waged against king david but david did not in any manner did not in any manner fight against his people or king
0: saul he had opportunities on several occasions to murder But it wouldn't have been murder, it would have been war. But David considered him the anointed of God, so he would not touch him. I
2: love David for that. I want a heart like that. Strong, powerful, committed. But won't touch what belongs to the Lord. You know what belongs to the Lord? You know what makes the Lord happy? You just walk away from that church fight. Walk away. You don't need it. You don't need it. Now, there were some things during this time that David did that he could not have done. He was given a place to live. And in that place, Ziklag. Ziklag was a place where he took his men
0: soldiers and he took them on raiding parties among the pagan people of the area and he'd kill everybody in the village so that there would be no one to tell on him
2: they would take the booty that's how they lived they'd take the food that's how they ate in the midst of that the Lord had not told him to kill those people should not have done it and when it happened as would happen
0: one army came and destroyed his town when he was not there and took his wives when he came back all the people were angry, bitter. They threatened to
2: stone David to death. Did David do? He went to the Lord God of heaven. And he found his comfort in the Lord. The only place we can honestly find our comfort
0: is in our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't find your comfort anywhere else. Don't try. It's not to be found in medicine. It's not to be found in money. It's not to be found in prestige and power. It's not to be found in your strength. The battle belongs to the Lord. It is in Jesus Christ alone that we find our strength, and we are
2: encouraged as we walk. You found your strength in Jesus? I have and I am. And I praise him for this. I can't win the battle. I have no ability to heal my broken body. I have no ability to ease my pain. Can't do it. Only Jesus can do it. Let's pray. Jesus, there are many listening today who are broken, who are angry, who feel mistreated, Who have grown cynical and hard. They can't have their way. Lord, I come on behalf of those those precious people. I know you love them. I know you're not like King Saul. And Lord. I want to be like David I'm going to come bring my brothers and sisters before
0: you I'm going to say Lord I too have wept I too have wept
2: over the circumstances of my life and Jesus the battle belongs to you I'm not here on this earth to satisfy my
0: desires. I'm here to serve you, Jesus, and to lay everything on the line and say, Lord, I love you. If you heal me, I'll praise you. If you don't heal me, I'll praise you. Whatever you do, I'm going to praise and honor and glorify the name of Jesus Christ.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your kindness. Pray in your holy name. Well, I'm Pastor Ray Greenlee from National Prayer Chapel. You're welcome to come on Sunday. We'd love to see you. We have one family out. They leave a big hole. You're welcome to come and fill it. Go to our, our webpage nationalprayerchapel.com,
0: and you'll find directions. We start promptly at uh, praying at
2: 9:45. and then we have lunch after service, you're welcome to come and share with us You can write to me at Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel,
0: Post office box. 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. That's National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Now you can also go to our webpage, com. Oh, by the way, we're now on TikTok. And huge numbers are going to it. You're welcome to find us. So come to our webpage, com, And you can also give online. We're coming down to the end of the month, and we're still a long shot away from paying for radio this month. I trust... Jesus, and I trust what he's doing. So if he moves in your heart, please
2: give. If that's what his prompting is. Thank you, each one of you who has given. It means everything to me. It means you understand the importance of the, of the work that we're trying to do here at Pilgrim's Progress. So, please, as the Lord leads you, Lord, I just we don't have much time left. I know that there are
0: people today who need your healing touch in their body. I just reach out my hand now in the name of Jesus say be healed in the
2: name of Jesus Christ be healed in the name of Jesus Christ I know we're coming into a new time of revival
0: and I know it's going to be a time of great healing and preaching It's going to be a time of great confession of sin it's, it's going to be time of of Jesus coming very close because the battle is His. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you with all my heart. I want you to be honest with me about your heart and Jesus. I want you to get it right with Him. I want you to go to heaven with me. I want you to meet me in heaven and say, Hey, preacher, I heard you on the radio. And I turn to Jesus. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.